This episode of Thinking Well contains graphic descriptions of drug and alcohol abuse from the perspective of a newly saved Christian. We pray this testimony will be a blessing to you and look forward to having him back on the podcast soon. Thank you. saith Jesus unto them, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. That is Matthew 4.10. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Thinking Well Podcast. I'm Kyle. And I'm Tom. Hey, Tom. Hello, Kyle. What's going on, dude? Friday. Friday. Tomorrow's Saturday. Yeah. I have a busy day tomorrow. Most Saturdays I actually are busy. don't at all. Nice. Lucky. I'm going to sleep a lot tomorrow. I'm going to be up at six again. Sucks to suck, I guess. <laughs> but you know what doesn't suck, Tom? Our guest today on Thinking Well Podcast. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only, Samuel Rodriguez. Hey, what's up, guys? How's what's it going? What's going on, dude? <laughs> Good to have you here, man. Yeah, happy hey. to have you on, dude. Thanks, man. Uh, I'm not used to my voice, hearing my voice from the third person's point of view. It's kind of weird hearing it in your ears, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It gets better. Maybe. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> well, guys, we are super excited to have Sam on. Um, one of the newer members here of Lake Worth Baptist Church um, and really is, is grown to be a good friend of mine. Um, his family and our family are pretty much have similar aged kids, live close. There's kind of a lot of similarities. So uh, we kind of bonded pretty early, but... Um, you know, just as a fellow church member, another brother in Christ, love talking to him. And he's always, always telling this every single time I, I see him, breath of fresh air. Yeah. Always uh, living for Christ and leading his family. Um, Appreciate but, that. Yeah, of course, man. Um, but, you know, I think this episode will will be more like a testimony episode like we've had uh, in the past with, you know, with Ryan and, uh, you know, uh, Tom's brother, Tim. Um, but, yeah, man, I, you know, kind of just want to give you the floor. I mean, I, you know, kind of maybe just take us from the beginning, right? Like, what is your testimony? Like, you know, where, where were you and where did, where did God lead you and where are you at now? Well, and if, if you don't mind, right before we get started, one of the reasons why we wanted to do this now is you've got a pretty big, important date coming up, right? right. I do. Yeah. Tell, start. That would be perfect. Start there. Yeah. Yeah. So August 1st, which is in, I think about four days or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will be one year sober from alcohol and drugs and Amen. Awesome, dude. Doing a bunch of nonsense. I'm not it wasn't supposed to be doing. Yeah. I'm just taking it one day at a time. That's awesome, man. Congrats. Yeah, hallelujah. Yeah. Sober. I I haven't felt this free. Happy and joyous since I was a kid. Amen. And it, the feeling that I get, the reason why I'm so chipper is uh, I got heard this one saying, you got one life and it's not a rehearsal. How you want to live it? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's where it started because I grew up Catholic, Catholic, Christian sort of. My father was mainly Catholic. My, my mother was still trying to find Christ or still she believes in Christ. Um, they, I grew up, they telling me as long as you believe in Christ, it doesn't matter what church you go to. 
for me, I was a kid. I was we mainly went to the Catholic church, but um, I I didn't feel I didn't get any understanding on what Catholicism is and what what Christ is. I'm like I see a guy. It sounds kind of vulgar, but I see a guy nailed to a cross. I'm like, okay, well, what? what I don't know the significance of that. I think it's very personally. I think I thought it was kind of like a little vulgar to see a bunch of kids looking at at that and not understanding what it is. Um, well, especially I mean, he's like partially clothed, right? But then you're taught like you shouldn't be partially clothed, but yeah, that's an image that you see every every Sunday or every Saturday night, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I was a little conflicted about that because I'm like, okay, well, I, I don't know what it is. Just we just do what we do. Just follow the crowd. Mm. Follow the the crowd tradition. Yeah. Follow the tradition and just follow whatever they're telling me to do. And I did good, right? Okay. But like, where is the actual belief in it? I remember going to Baptist churches and different other kinds of churches growing up with some friends that asked me to go with them. I still didn't get an understanding. I didn't really care. Um, I just did whatever the culture wanted me to do. Uh, listen to a lot of rap music. Uh, I was raised right, or I would not raised right, but I had a I didn't have a bad childhood. I was actually pretty spoiled. I got whatever I wanted. I feel like that kind of made me weak, weaker in getting whatever I wanted. Simply because I didn't really know what discipline was. I mean, I got disciplined from my parents, knowing what actual from right or wrong is from getting in trouble, but not an actual conviction. As I got older, I wanted to find the truth. And uh, I went to a biology. I remember learning biology whenever I was like in sixth or seventh grade. And then I started digging deeper into it, looking up. That's when YouTube first came out Yeah. around that time. And I started going whatever YouTube said and looking at uh, science and only believing in science. And I, then I claimed to be an atheist. Um, but something in me always kind of told me what right from wrong is. I'm like, oh, there is a God, I guess. But like my spirit was telling me that. My mind was telling me, oh, there's, where's the proof at? I need to see the proof. And I would, I was one of the atheists, supposedly atheists, um, making fun of pastors and priests and making up all these I heard all of these arguments that I hear atheists make and I was just basically saying whatever they said well the Catholic people oh, they believe in this where is it you know and I felt like I was the smartest guy in the kind world of like re regurgitating <laughs> what you saw online or just other people around you yep. attacking okay gotcha yep that, that's it that's what I was doing and I got into the whole different atheist groups um, and this is like middle school. This still? is middle school and high school. Um, I always had this urge of of wanting validation and seeking validation, and that came out through like anger and trying to be be the cool guy or trying to fit in in my surroundings. And for me, being in a so called atheist, and I'm gonna be a marine too. See, I. I can just, you know, go and just kill people for a good reason, right? Or go, oh, I, I, I don't believe in anything, but I believe in my country. Okay. Right? I believe finding in my... Finding a sense of self. Finding a... Yeah. Patriotism. Gotcha. So my, I idolize patriotism. Yeah. I idolize America. America, America. I'll die for America. Yeah. Send me to the front lines. So I, I was very motivated. Joined the Marine Corps. Um... 
through the Marine Corps, I made a lot made a lot of friends with people all over the United States. And I was still an atheist in boot camp. I have it on my dog tags, atheist. Now, what do you do when you're buried? Well, they just bury you. They don't have any type of ceremony or anything. They just bury you, cremate you, and that's it. If I were to go to go overseas and, you know, for there wasn't really that much of a a ritual like a, for like a weight to it, right? There wasn't really like a you know standard operating procedure with that kind of designation, right? It was yeah. just hey, just whatever, what, whatever your family yeah, wanted, whatever the army says to do, whatever the Marine Corps, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, the Marine Corps. Sorry, <laughs> that's okay. I'm just messing. Wow, that's um, an, that's an important distinction. Very important. <laughs> we, distinction. we know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, some whoever's a Marine that's listening to this, um. I, I didn't really pay attention to what happens if I die in the Marine Corps. You know, I, all I cared was, and I was a mechanic. Like, I wasn't even infantry. I'm going to get a lot of uh, backlash for that. <laughs> but um, the Marine Corps taught me brotherhood and camaraderie. And there was a couple of Marines. Uh, his name is Prout, Connor Prout. He okay. was like, man, you're going to go to church. You're going to believe in God when you get out of here. I'm like, oh, whatever. No, I'm not, you know. I said I didn't, right? But what I've noticed, there was two other atheists in my platoon. This is now this is boot camp, right? I'm in boot camp. The first couple of weeks I didn't go. I didn't go to uh, church because they every Sunday is the time for church. All the religions, uh, Islam, Buddhism, Ta- uh, what, um, Confucianism, uh-huh. like basically they had like every church for every religion out there because they take the First Amendment seriously. Well, you have a ton of guys, right? Just you have a ton of guys from come from all over the world. Yeah, right. A lot of people got their citizenship from joining the Marine Corps yeah. or joining the service. But what I realized is, if the, for the guys that stayed back that didn't go to any type of service, we'd have to uh, sweep and swab, uh, mop and uh, sweep and mop. We had to do some unnecessary work. I'm like, man, I might as well just check them all out. I don't believe in anything anyway. Let's see what they believe in. Pop the grass or something. Dumb. Yeah, some crazy. I remember having to paint the grass. Yep, yep. No, uh, it was, it was kind of funny. Boot camp was the was the funny funniest place. I wasn't allowed to laugh. <laughs> That's pretty well said, man. Was not allowed to laugh, but it was so hilarious the way they roast people. Like they called me sea bag with lips, which is hilarious. <laughs> they called me McLovin because I look like the Mexican <laughs> McLovin. Nobody calls me that besides my Marines in my platoon. Just so you know, please. Oh, okay. Man, we can't use that nickname. I know. Now. I'm going to get upset. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, Noted. But I remember going to the Buddhist Buddhist temple, and uh, I like what they, I like, I kind of liked what they did at the time. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Just chill out and breathe. And um, like, no offense to anybody, if whoever hears this, but, you know, Jesus is the way. But um, I went to Islam, uh, Muslim. I didn't really understand any any of that. I, w- I went I don't to either. the I Jewish. Don't. I went to the Jewish. Uh, well, I didn't the, understand the, that. There wasn't that many people there. The synagogue, but they weren't even like actual synagogue. They were just like rooms, and they just had a person there. And I went to the Christian one. It was so fun. Like the <laughs> the non denominational. They were like singing and like uh, like there was more Christians. Like like basically everybody there was Christian. There was uh-huh. Some there was some Catholics there. A lot of Catholics. A lot of Catholics, actually. But the Catholic one, it was, it was all right, you know. But I went to the Christian one. Man, they were having a hoot and a holler. 
They were waving their hands around. Yeah, they were moving their hands around. The I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, okay, it's not that bad. You know, so I decided to keep going. Going. I'm like, okay, maybe there is. I don't know. Nah. Well, it was it was better than, you know, painting the grass, right? Better than paint, better than paint, better than sweeping and swabbing, better than whatever they had, whatever uh, stats aren't on. Whatever nonsense they would have you do, you know, yeah. cleaning toilets with toothbrushes or whatever, right? Yes. Yeah. We use a scuzz brush is what it's called. Gotcha. A scuzz brush. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where I kind of felt like something was there just to fit in. Yeah. Um, but I remember just looking at the star, it was so being in the field, staring at the stars is so vivid seeing, I'm like, man, can, can something really come from nothing? <laughs> Whatever. Where are you guys? Where are you at? You know? My Marine Corps career goes on, and as I got to my unit, um, I wanted to fit in somewhere. So my first couple of years, I was super motivated, top top notch Marine. I had a great, um, I had an outstanding shooting score, I had a great PT score. Um, I always had my my uniform, you know, pressed. Um, I, I had my sleeves looking tight. I had my my uh, my cover or my hat. We call that cover. I had it ironed, and I had like I made it. I, I had a, my uniform would look good. I I was in great shape. <laughs> Dad bod now. Anyway, father figure, <laughs> you know. But uh, these guys invited me out, and they're like, "Come on, come on, McLovin, let's go, let's go to." Uh, Let's go party. Let's see what you're about. I'm like, okay, all right, guys. You know, I was 20 years old. I was I 20? Yeah, I was 20 years old. <laughs> 19, 20. Uh, anyway, I was around that age. I was 20, and this was in Abilene, Texas, West Texas. That's where I was stationed at, Dias Air Force Base, Detachment One, CLB 453. Gotcha. Okay. And um. That's the first night I started drinking with them Getting Just plastered Every time And then over time It started to be An everyday thing You know But it was just Seeking validation And then I had gotten to I had gotten to Some Some drugs You know Like Whenever you're Whenever you're drunk You'd use uppers To keep you going Throughout the night And I was always afraid Of getting caught so I would try to find all these ways to to not um, get caught, and thank God I didn't get caught. But 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 anyway, like people get this misconception like, oh, he's a marine, he's you know he's a great guy, and this and that. I'm like, eh, we're human beings. <laughs> like I'm about to expose like a lot of people, but it happens. There's a yeah. lot of potheads in the Marine Corps, a lot of druggies, a lot of alcoholics. And in the Marine Corps, or in the military in general, um, but I had gotten in trouble. <clears throat> I started getting in trouble more often, and the last the last two years of my last three years of my of my enlistment, I was known. We called mm, S bag. I was an S bag. Gotcha. So I that was my persona. So I was like, oh, okay, I have a reputation. I I had given up because in my unit, once you mess up, then they'll always use it against you. They'll always try to find something. So that kind of depressed me because I'm like, man, I'm like when I try to change, like, oh, now you're trying. 
Like they keep they keep beating me up for my past. Right. Right. And I never got to go like overseas and go to a war, which which was one of the reasons why I joined was to go serve. And in a way, kind of like die. If if I were to die, I wanted to be on the battlefield. That was my thinking, kind of toxic thinking. Um, but that's that's what I wanted to do, and I never got to do that. And and what what kind of depressed me was, no matter how hard I tried to get a little bit better, and like, hey, I'm not gonna do that. Well, I had my uh, gunnies and everybody else, like everybody, all the Marines around me. There was, hey, you don't act like that. Look at him trying. <laughs> like I'm like, oh okay. Well, I'm just gonna go back to. I, I was weak, weak, weak minded. Zero support culture. Yeah, no, no positive reinforcement. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no positive. Or reinforcement. even when you were trying to make a change, they it was like negative reinforcement. They were they were kind of holding you down and not really yeah. accepting that you were trying to better yourself. Yeah, and there was a couple. Now it wasn't everybody though. There was a couple of of, of staff sergeants that were like, "Hey, brother, I know I knew uh, I know the real you." You know, I'm like, man, you know, I still played it off like, no, man, it's not me. But deep inside, I was like, yeah, you're right. I am trying to get better, but we're not, there's no war right now. Like there's, and a lot of other Marines feel that felt that way because like we, we joined to go for a purpose and we don't get it. That's why we joined the Marines. That's why guys go in with all this aggression and we seek validation through something else. Right. But the guys that have, I noticed that there was Christians in the, in my unit, super chipper. Hey guys, what's up? You know, like, oh, that guy's a good guy. I, we never mess with them. The guys that were Christians in there were like, oh, okay, you know what? He's happy because he's got Christ. Then I started doing like psychedelics and stuff. But that was out of the Marine Corps. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I, did, I went even harder. I got even more drunk and went, fell into more drugs like DMT, doing all these crazy psychedelics that every single one that you can think of. Then I started, man, there's, there's got to be something out there, man. Like I started being like a hippie. Um, I got into, I was in like, so, so I did, I did like two years active, four years reserves. Okay. So in between, I, as a civilian, it was kind of hard to like differentiate myself. What am I? Am I a civilian or am I a Marine? Like, what am I? In the reserves, right? When yeah. you're trying to figure out. Yeah. yeah. So I, I jumped from different trades. So I jumped from electrician to plumbing, to welding, to EMT, wannabe, wannabe firefighter. Oh, I'm a firefighter. I'm, there's a different, I was trying to find a purpose, yeah. different purpose, yeah. right? And my, my wife, I got, I had gotten married in 2019, but I was with my wife for, we got together in 2017, 2018. Um, I was a terrible, I, I, she, she fell in love with me whenever I was my worst self. Well, that's, like, re- that's real love right there, right? Like, yeah. if they can fall in love with you when you're, you're the worst version of yourself, then, that, you know, if things get better from there, then... Now, how did y'all meet? <laughs> um, I mean, we don't need, like, every single detail. No, 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 I know yeah, not yeah. every single detail. But, <laughs> like, I but, met my wife at a party at my apartment, so... Okay, I met my wife... Uh, I was a dishwasher just to try to get beer money and coca- uh, cocaine money. And, uh, oh, sorry. No, you're good. Um... Hey, we're keeping it real. Keeping yeah, we're, it raw. we're yeah, keeping it raw, fine. dude. Whatever. Yeah. And um, uh, she was a waitress. I'm like, oh, um, I needed a date to the Marine Corps ball. And I, but at the time, I was like, I had just been in like a bunch of relationships. I was unfaithful in a lot of those relationships. I've destroyed a lot all those relationships through my drug habits and drinking and partying, womanizing. Um, so I was like, ah, oh, you know what? I'll take her. 
hey, you want to go to the Marine Corps ball? She was like, sure. I was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> and then we had like a deep conversation, intimate conversation, like deep, like uh, about who we are on the on our way over, on our way over to Abilene. And uh, I was like, okay. Not that bad, but I was still toxic. I was still uh, deep into my vices, right? I didn't want any type of commitment, but she kept pursuing me and pursuing me. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, like getting it. And then uh, basically like in January, the, the the year after, she was like, okay, well, if you if this is not going anywhere, then I want nothing to do with you. I'm like, well, hold on, hold on. Now, hold on now. Pretty hardcore. Now, hold on now. <laughs> don't, don't leave me yet, you know. And then I was like, ah, oh, fine. And then I wanted to be committed relationship. I guess I, I guess I got into a committed relationship, and then now I'm married with kids now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of like it wasn't like your average love story. It's kind of like a very toxic love story. I felt like I was, I was, I felt I have so much guilt from being so selfish and self-centered, because that's that's the problem when you turn when alcohol gets a hold of you. You become selfish, self-centered, self-seeking. I didn't care about anything else. My whole life was okay. Well, I got long, long as I get this done, I'm gonna go drink. Very huh. transactional. Yeah. yeah. It, as long as I, as long as I had my drink, I needed to idolize something, and alcohol was my idol. I loved it. You can ask my wife. I I would kiss the bottle. I'm like, I don't, I'm not getting rid of you. You ask me to quit drinking is the day I leave you. I've said that before. Wow. Some hurtful things. Like, don't wow. ever ask. Don't ever ask me to stop. <laughs> huh. like I turned into I believe I saw something that uh, alcohol, alcohol stands for like uh, a demon back in like Greece or something like that a ghoul a cool it comes like the Greek word a ghoul or something like that yeah maybe yeah I don't and they call it spirits for a reason I guess okay yeah I can see it yeah they call it for a spirit because whenever I believe that when alcohol takes your soul it gets in your bloodstream well I mean whether or not that's like the meaning of the word like it's definitely what happens and right? that's what happens. definitely I mean, the effect of the drink. definitely the yeah. yeah the effect for sure and all the seven deadly i believe all the seven deadly sins like enter you when you're when you're when you're under the influence of alcohol and drugs because when you drink alcohol you get lust you get drink alcohol people get wrath or they get sloth or they get pride for the happiness be the life of the party pride right yeah i've it's, noticed it, that it's all like just it brought out door. and accentuated yep. more the more alcohol you drink and you just let that's it a, in that's that's actually really good like i never thought of it like that before oh. but huh that's the power of psychedelics in a bad way in a good huh. a bad way in, in a way i'm sorry if i'm not trying no, to push no, you no you're good no no you you said something interesting before when you were i think at boot camp and you would in your spare time when you had the opportunity you would you know look up and you look at the stars for example i think that's what yeah you said and you you had the thought of origin right like hey like Okay. What, what's out here like how could this all come from nothing and it's one of the main i mean gut checks that i think every every human at a certain point has to come to terms with right origin hey where did we come from and it's interesting that i i think the lord was working on you even at that time to even say like deep inside you like hey like i'm a i'm a finite being like i have a beginning and i have an end like so is this world where did it come from? And I think even back then, it's when you were saying that, I was thinking, even then, right, at some of your darkest times, you're having these, like, you know, theological, philosophical questions about, okay, I don't believe in anything, 
you, you would claim to say I'm an atheist, but even while claiming that you're saying, yeah, where this all come from? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just super interesting. Like, me. like my, my soul knew. Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps thinking like yeah. my soul knew, like, you, you know, it's there because it's in our hearts, man. this guy named Wes Watson, right? Motivational speaker to 10 years in the, in prison and stuff like that. Yep. I started listening to him and he's like, whether you believe in Christ, whether you believe in a higher power, just so you know, know this, your conscience is the authentic voice of God. And as an eighth as a proclaimed atheist or agnostic or whatever I was, I'm like, okay, because I do have an internal dialogue. So he was saying, if you can control your inner dialogue, universe, God, whatever you say, whatever you think it is, there is a higher power. Like okay, well he's he he's in the position I want to be in. That's what kind of motivated motivated me to kind of get out of that, out of that little rut I was in. Yeah. My wife was like, "Honey, like you talk so much, like you can go to a bar and drink for free, and you're not doing anything weird. You're just making people feel so good about themselves that they want to buy you a drink." That's what I did. I guess, man, I love that shirt, bro. You, you have great taste. Like, what what is it? And they're like, man, man, you know, you're a cool guy, right? Because alcoholics <laughs> love their ego. Yeah, yeah. They're ego people. I think they, the kids call that riz nowadays. Yeah. They, know, when you just gas up and out, I, I, I can find alcoholics know they're alcoholics. I can find the alcoholic in the room, right? Yeah. If I'm at a family function, I know the alcoholics like that. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, he'd rather be at the bar. I'm a goat. What's up, man? They just don't understand us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Or like I, I would hide, uh, I, I would flatten a water bottle and put my own liquor, whatever I desired at the time and put, and put it in my boot. I wore cowboy boots, um, and I wore long socks and, you know, and pants and I would hide it, sneak it into places. Like I would do some, some shady, shady stuff. And I had like a whole list of what I would do to hide the alcohol, but I couldn't hide it from Sandra, my wow. wife. Yeah. <laughs> she knew. Because I would come, you know, you can't hide it. Yeah. Drunk people think you can hide it, but yo, you start. Blurred speech. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> those vices, time. I mean, yeah. like, there, there's no such thing as, like, a victimless vice. Yeah. With, I mean, and most of the times it's yourself that it hurts, right? But, you know, when you have wife or kids or, you know, it's more times than not, unfortunately, you know, the, the cause and effect is kind of passed down to the people you love. Um, but yeah, so, okay. So you got married in 2019. Yeah. Um, you're out of the Marine Corps at this time. Um, I was still in actually. Okay. I was still in, but I was like ready to get out. I was trying to get out. Um, trying to force, I was trying to get forced out. So I would even act a bigger fool. I would always be late to formation. I would always, and I had friends, uh, toxic friends. I'd be like, yeah, good job. Like just egging me on to do it. Right. And that's how I knew I was a boy, because I would just let other people dictate what I do. That's how I knew I was a boy. Yeah, I wasn't a man yet. Thought I was, but I wasn't. I was a, uh, was a wimp, internally, seeking validation from others, and it's kind of hard to admit, but it's the truth. You know, kind of hurts my ego still a little bit, but I had to tell the truth. Especially when I'm in front, talking to, on a podcast to Christians, 
Well, I, and I, I think you'd be surprised at how many Christians would agree with that sentiment because we can look back. I'm, I'm, not, I'm sure Kyle would agree with this because I know, yeah, he's, he's nodding his head yes. Oh, yeah. So you, you can look, we can look back at our lives, and there were points in my life where I was just as selfish. I was looking for validation in every single place that was not the right place to look. Yeah. And while my story doesn't involve alcoholism, I think we all have some kind of story where we were – we were looking for validation in the wrong place and we allowed ourselves and our lives to be captured by that thing or those things. And then something changed at some point. Right. And that's what put us here today. But, um, no, it's good to be truthful. And a lot of, a lot of people, that's one of these things we like about the testimony episodes, right? Just like people are like, well, I didn't really identify with that testimony, but man, I identify with this one. There's always something in a testimony that somebody could identify with, but yeah, it's you're absolutely right. We look for that validation at some point in our lives, and we get kind of caught up in it. And we're we're not mature; we're immature. Very. And yeah, I, I I can see that. One of the things I like about this guy Wes Watson, he's like, call yourself out. You are your worst enemy. Call yourself out in the mirror, right? Yeah. If you're fat, take your shirt off. Look in the mirror. Are you afraid to take your shirt off out in the beach? If you are, if you are afraid, if it stings, change it. Like oof. Accountability. Yep. Accountability. Um, if your family doesn't want to be around you, start drinking. Stop drinking. If you are if you smell like weed all the time and you're a bum, stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Cut it out. No matter how old you are, it doesn't matter. Stop it. So at this point, you're starting to listen to him and you're starting yeah. to better yourself, you know. He kept talking about God, and he's like, God. Okay. He's like, look up there. Don't look at me. I'm not I'm not even a person. Oh, sorry. Oh, that was me. I think oh. I hit the mic. But no, but I guess what I was I guess what I was gonna ask is, you know, you're 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 listening to some motivational speakers, mm-hmm. but that was my question. You know, are they are they pointing upwards, right? Are they saying because yeah. there's a lot of motivational speakers that, out there that are yourself. just it's just it's just hey, like as men, like we gotta figure it out, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you are your were you what you're responsible for the powers and with you and be yourself that's all that matters um and i i, I just wanted to make the delineation because i it's important to say like these things are great like motivational speakers are great and i think god uses them but as long as they're pointing upwards right amen yeah and they're saying hey the reason why you can do x y and z the reason why you can get better um someone afforded that to you mm-hmm. right so I, I i don't want i don't want to go too much ahead um yeah. of of where we're going but um no, I just wanted to see if that was happening there or kind of where, where did that shift really take place? Um, so I know this is a long story. I don't want to take too much. Of no, 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 no. Take as long, take as, as, long as you need to. Are you sure? Yes, absolutely. I don't even care. Yeah. Okay. We, we, we always split these episodes up into separate I, segments. I brought a sleeping bag, dude. I don't even care. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I decided to, uh, do sales. Right. And uh, my wife, my wife's mother is a subcontractor, roofing subcontractor, and she worked for a general contractor called Universal Builders. Right. And they're based out of Ohio. So I would basically travel the northeast portion of the United States slanging roofs, selling roofs. Right. They taught me sales and taught me going door to door. And I would actually like make money, but I would like see see the country. And like we get so caught up and our surroundings that we forget that there's other people live their lives differently out there. Yeah. And, um, I remember driving through Kentucky and that was my first real feeling of the Holy spirit. When I drove through Bowling Green, Kentucky, (laughs) when you drive through Kentucky, 
you will pass like seven billboards that say Jesus is the way, God is the way, and everywhere I went. Like Kentucky to me is like a giant Lake Worth Baptist Church. (laughs) That's Kentucky to me. That's great. They are the nicest, sweetest people that I've ever met. And I had this misconception of Kentucky, like racist, like the, 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 the cliche Kentucky and like, you know, yeah, it's yeah. not what it was at all. Super redneck with a piece of straw hanging out of his mouth and his yep. bib overall. Yeah, carrying, a couple of them. C- yep, yep. carrying a pig under one arm. <laughs> <laughs> and I did see a couple of them. Yeah, I was, was, right, right, was right, going to say, they're don't, there, get, me, don't get me wrong. That absolutely happens in Kentucky. Mullet still alive yeah. and well, not never going away. Yeah, some places got to have it and we love you for it. Exactly. And then I remember, um, because if you go to my Facebook, you'll see in 21 and in 2020 and in 21, I post like religious stuff. Right. But it was all to put up this persona. Remember, I wanted to fit in. Right. But I wasn't a deep belief in Christ. But I went to my first ever church. It was a mega church. Right. But I went in there and I actually felt like the tingling, the 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 Holy Spirit chills for the first time in there. I don't know what it was. I'm like, oh, okay, I like what they're saying. Like, cool, but... Like, it was grabbing you. It was grabbing me. Yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah. maybe, maybe I'm agnostic. I'm agnostic, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was still drinking, still drugging. And uh, I remember, because I was alone up there, and I had my wife and daughter down here. So yeah. I was still drinking. I wasn't doing anything crazy. I was just with my sales guys yep. and in their rooms drinking and, and smoking and uh, I remember them, hey, like, I got some DMT. It's just it's extreme psychedelic. We produce in our bodies whenever we die. And I tried that. And when I tr- tried that drug, um, I felt, felt kind of weird because I, I was out for like 15 minutes, but it felt like for me, I was there for a really long time in my, in my head. And I felt like I saw the afterlife, right? What I saw was like a pit, like a tunnel and like different faces going towards what I thought, what I perceived what paradise is. And it was like, we are, I was like, in my head, I'm talking to them. Like, we are the before and the after. And he goes, there definitely is a creator. You need to really believe in that. And I felt like an ego death or something. I'm not trying, I do not condone the use of psychedelics or drugs or alcohol. But I'm just telling you, like that's what kind of like. You saw what you saw. Yeah. I saw what yeah. I saw, and then I got out of it. I'm like, whoa. Um, then I there was an atheist uh, salesperson there. I was like, what are you talking about, dude? You're out of your mind. Like, uh, so I guess, no, you're right. I guess. So I would just basically want validation from somebody else. Yeah. Um. Then. Uh, 21 and 22 came around 2022 came around and um, I would still you know do my thing start start to uh, listen to a couple of sermons every now and then like hey what is what is that like I've noticed like the Christian people the way they acted and the way they lived they were always so they, they had their families right they always had nice cars they always I'm like, okay i wanted i wanted material things right all the, the intrinsic christian benefits yeah i'm that, like okay it, it's a per, it, the perception right yeah i wanted that perception yeah so i would post stuff in 22 and 21 like i was a christian but i i was a fake it was a fake right and then i felt we went to honduras and then I fell back, really back into my alcoholism and started drinking and drinking, drinking, drinking. 
and that was in June and July. Uh, in July, we went to Louisiana uh, to go visit her dad. And her dad, uh, sorry, babe, but her dad's an alcoholic. And two alcoholics in the household. Not a good equation. Not a good equation because we're like, yeah, let's go get more. So I'm blowing all of my commissions checks on booze every wow. day. I started drinking in the morning, bam. Like, and I would vape. Uh, I would hide it, hide the vape. And at this point, you had a you had a, a daughter. I had my baby girl. A daughter at this point, right? Yeah, okay, I had a daughter yeah. at this point. But I was still drinking. I was still doing whatever I wanted, whatever I wanted to do, yeah. right? And then I got really, really drunk one night. And the next day, I, I, I blacked out. I didn't know. Well, I blacked out every night. But the next day, my daughter said something. Because we were happy drunk. We weren't angry drunk. Daughter said to me the next day, Daddy, I can't wait till I grow up and uh, I can drink beer with you and make you happy. And I was like, oh my gosh. I am guiding my daughter towards the one thing that's killing me. I'm over. I, gotta grow. I went and grabbed another beer. I chugged it while looking in the mirror. And as I'm drinking it, I looked in the mirror and I heard the Holy Spirit. Is this how you want to live your life? Is this how you want your daughter to be when you grew up? Because she's following your footsteps, not her mother's. She's looking at you. And uh, the Holy Spirit told me, you need to quit. August 1st is your day where you stop drinking. Stop it. Stop. Go to an AA meeting. Go to AA. I always knew AA was the answer, right? Because I would see it in movies and hear about it. You need an AA meeting. <laughs> but I actually went to an AA meeting. And I had went to an AA before because I, I had felt guilty I went to one in Columbus, Ohio, but it wasn't really anything. I didn't take it seriously. Um, uh, I went to the first AA meeting here. I can't, I'm not really allowed to say where it's at, but here yeah, it's yeah, in the no, area yeah, no of worries. Lake Worth and Fort Worth. Uh, hearing them pray, and I would hear... It was a speaker meeting in the AA program. And I basically just listened to testimonies and hearing them talk about alcoholism and all the shady stuff that they'd done and all the shade. I'm like, wow, I've done that. Oh, well, I've done that too. Oh, I think like that. Oh, I know what revenge drinking is. When people tell me to stop, I do it even harder. Wow. Like that's revenge drinking. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm hearing all these things, ways of thinking. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with you. Just so you know that. What do you mean? Alcoholic. Us. Like, I was just like, I'm like, but you never did this. Have you done that? Yeah. I've, yeah. What about that? Yeah. I've done that too. Twice. I've, I've gone, I've had like two wrecks 
and I got out of it from having my dog tags on. I wrecked over here on Hodgkins, flipped it like six times. I've re slammed into a pole on in Northside, going like 70 miles an hour. And I had a gun on me while drunk and the cop let me go. I, I played it off. I had, I had an OD, I OD'd on meth on Christmas day, uh, a couple years ago. I, I mean, I, it wasn't just alcohol. It was other substances. I had, I would, I'd steal pills, for, you know, I, I would do all kinds of, I'm like, you guys have done that. Yeah. I've been worse. You never get to, you never went to jail. No, I never did. No. I'm like, well, but that's by the grace of God because there's, there's something there. There's, he's using you for something. I'm like here to, to the road to recovery is finding a higher power, a higher power to your understanding, right? Because in the, in the book, there's a book, it's called the big book, right? The Bible is the big, big book huh. is what they call it. And in the blue big book, it says alcohol, uh, alcoholics, wait, anonymous for atheist and then explains the thinking of an alcoholic atheist i'm just thinking like whoa that is me describing you perfectly yes ego gotcha. edging god out is what you're doing but the truth is god is real there is a higher power greater than yourselves and some of them were like oh well i'll i'll, I'll make a doorknob my uh my higher power I'm like, that is absolutely ridiculous. That is not, I can literally open the doorknob, break the doorknob. Like, but it was the fact that these, these people were f trying to find the higher power of their understanding, right? So I was trying to find a higher power. I always knew there was. And I live over here down the street from Lakewood Baptist. I said, you know what? I would rather have my daughter, my children, believe and something other than me because like, uh, I I'm not a great re representation of a person what I've done I'm not a great person like the way I have so much guilt and so much shame that I'm like wow I'm a terrible person I don't, I don't want to be the example I'd rather ha I'd rather have them go to church and you go to those people be the example that's what I said so I said you know what sweetie on Sunday we're gonna go to church my wife's a different story. She she always believed, right? But I would kind of I would kind I would kind of take her away from that. But I always knew that she had a she had a faith of some sort. But she was like she was all about it. Yeah, yeah. I thought, baby, it's gonna keep me sober if we go to Lake Worth Baptist Church. If we go to Lake Worth Baptist Church, that's gonna keep me sober. So I was like, you know what? I always drove by Lake Worth Baptist Church growing up. I always see the people there. I'm like, huh? I wonder what's I wonder what that looks like on the inside. Like some, I would always drive by it growing up. I grew up and this is my hood, <laughs> but like, I would just see the same cars. I'm like, man, these guys are probably the same people been going here forever. And I went in and I saw you, Kyle. I'm like, Hey, I know I've met you before. Yeah. I was going to say, we actually, we went to middle school together. We, we yeah. went to middle school together. I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, um, I went to other churches all over the Northeast portion of the United States, um, but I felt judged. I felt judged. Uh, I didn't really feel, I feel like that's what's driving a lot of people away is feeling, not not feeling accepted. Now, a lot of places did accept me, right? 
But this place, I felt at Lake Worth Baptist Church, I don't care about the whatever denomination name. It was the closest church near me is the yeah. most convenient because I'm selfish and I don't want to drive too far and I can sleep in a little bit early. It ended up working out, though. <laughs> it ended up working out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you're absolutely right. I, I think, and we've we kind of discussed this on previous podcasts with just church in general, where I think a lot of people um, are exposed and experience just a, a, a church that is doing it wrong, where there's absolutely judgment. Where you, if you don't walk in in a suit and tie, looking, you know, like you belong in. And in Jersey, people. they treated me like that. And yeah, if you, I mean, God forbid you come in in shorts and you're a person that needs Christ Amen. out in the world. God forbid you're like that. No, yeah. like it's a completely wrong way of thinking. And I think so many people, that's their first experience. And unfortunately, their only experience with a church. And it destroys every, anything they really got, right? Um, so no, we're, I remember, I remember that first Sunday. I remember I, I, I'm, I'm super glad that we just happened to be the closest church to you guys and that you guys made it in and it's been been great but I don't I didn't know if you were if we were caught up or if we were so. I didn't mean to cut you off I, no no, no. Go, go ahead Tom oh no um yeah I I think that's true too I think a lot of people do just get that one chance right and it's sad because what, what's that going to look like in eternity, like to be, God's going to wipe away a lot of tears, man. The way but the, the fact that you were able to come here and just immediately, like if Kyle was the only person you knew when you walked in and you were immediately like, you felt welcome and people were talking to you. I mean, that that's, that's how, that's how we should be as churches. I, I think that's exactly what we should be like. Everybody at the Bible study. The way I remember we come in here like at nine, because I remember some places, other churches started at nine. So we come here at nine super early. They're like, why are you here so early? I, I, <laughs> I would always forget, like the first couple of months, we'd come here super early. Now we come here super late. <laughs> but um, that's just kids, man. That's <laughs> the kids. I blame the kids on that. For sure. I'm like, come on, get ready. Hurry up. We got to go. It's always, always leave so late. Anyway, but thank God it's down the street. Right. <laughs> um. But I remember coming here for the first time, and I'm like, I'm just gonna try it out, just see it, just. And AA, they said, keep your mouth shut, just accept it. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I was like, where's that from? That's from the Bible. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> I was so mind blown at the time. But when I came here, I saw you, Kyle, and I remember the Coates family, and. Um, I think it was, I forgot what church was. Oh, the Deramuses, seeing the Deramuses yeah. and, and, uh, I forgot the other ones. And Zach and the, the way everybody looked at me here. Oh, yeah, you too. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and Tom. And Tom. And Tom. And Tom. No, 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 Tom. No. I'm, I'm older. It's fine. <laughs> I'm the old guy in the room. But the way when I came here, the way everybody looked at me, I didn't look at Samuel. Y'all looked at my soul and y'all looked like y'all were like, man, I, I hope he's saved. Like, like y'all's, the way y'all looked at me. Hope he's saved. So whenever, that's why I'm so chipper to see y'all. Cause I'm like, man, I can tell that everybody here genuinely wants 
other people to be saved. Well, I think a, a lot of it is just by y'all just being good examples. For me, I, I felt safe. I felt safe. Myself, I don't have to put on this persona, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, like I can tell y'all look at y'all look at people with love. Y'all think it's just normal. Like to y'all, it's just normal. <laughs> To just to just look to just look like that to to, to just look at people and the into a Christian's perspective, like when I think of a Christian, I think of the people at Lakewood Baptist Church. I'll say this. Well, same. now you're one of those people, right? <laughs> you're one of us, man. No, I know that now, but I'm just saying. It's yeah, like, yeah. I'll say this, yeah. man. It's it's nothing that we've done. Um, the only reason that any of us are able to look at other people like that is we we've all come to the understanding and acceptance that. There is a higher power, and there is someone who had the ultimate example of what love is and what that looks like. And we're just, we're just mere mortals trying to yeah. just get close to what even that might look like, you know, daily or weekly. Um, and we fail all the time, but we we try as hard as we possibly can here at this church to emulate the love of of Christ. That's it, right? Um, and like I said before, I mean, it's I think this church does this pretty well with people coming in and. You know, I, I've been to churches, but that's not the case. I've been members of churches, but that's not the case where you have to look certain ways, but I don't feel like we do that here. Yeah. We don't care if you come in. We, we, we prefer people coming in off the streets. Yeah. You know, they need Christ just as much as someone who's been part of the church for 50 years. We all, we all are doing this together. We all are not doing the perfect will of God and we all need help multiple times a week daily and, and I, th I think one of the key things is is why as a just as a church in general that all of us are able to look at somebody that comes in and kind of have kind of what you said that you saw like man I hope I hope that person's saved or you know it, man if they're if, if they're not saved then we're, we're gonna be an example of what salvation looks like and share the gospel with them I think a lot of that comes from the fact that most of us here see people come in who maybe their story's a little messed up and maybe they look a little messed up or they don't look like what a normal church member by a whatever definition may whatever look like, means. right? But we, we look and we say, there, but for the grace of God go I. Like if that person's life is messed up, like my life could be just that messed up if I didn't have Christ. Or was. Yeah, or, I, I or my was wife was person. that messed up, yeah. right? Like that's that's exactly how it is. And because we all come from this kind of diverse background where we're in an environment where we're free to say we made that mistake. But God's grace is more powerful than any mistake I've ever made. And we try here at this church, and, and there there are a lot of other churches out there to do that. So I don't I don't want to make sure. it sound like we're the For only sure. ones that got it figured out, only right? One in Texas. It's just no, it's yeah. just we're here, so we're allowed to talk about it because it's we're, our church. Yeah, we're part of the church we're yeah. talking about. That's all. Um, but I think that's one of the things that that we why we have that is because we're in this environment where we're allowed to talk about our mistakes, where our pastor does stand in the pulpit and say, I'm just another broken member like that. you. Hearing that. You know what I mean? Yes. When I heard, he's like, we don't do, we, we don't, like, y'all don't have like a council of members that control. Yeah. 
the way the church is ran. Right. Like I've noticed, I'm like, what do the elders say or whatever? Like the best part, man. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Y'all just go literally just follow the book of of the Holy Bible. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I'm like, wait. So you're telling me that all I got to do is just accept Jesus Christ in my heart, and and that He bled, know that He bled for me. I'm good. That He died for me, and I accept Him into my heart, and and I'm saved. Yeah, man. The simplicity of the gospel I'm just like, is the most powerful. What? Yeah. yeah. I was like, what? People, I'm like, people overcomplicate it, man. It's it's literally. I, I, I could not have said it better myself. That's it. That's it. I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, well, what about all all of this, uh, man? That really put some confusing things on social media. Gosh, that social media is a tool for evil, and it can be a tool for good. But right now, it's mainly controlled by evil, evil stuff. Uh, let me palm read, or the crystal thing, the sage, or all these yeah. things that I see on there. And I'm like, oh, that could be true. Oh, yeah, there is what's going on. <laughs> the lizard people. I'm like, oh, yeah. uh, uh, I, I, I drank all that Kool-Aid. I remember buying a whole bunch of McChickens before I was saved. I bought a whole bunch of McDonald's stuff, and I went to East Lancaster in Fort Worth in the hood and where all the homeless people are, yeah, yeah. and I passed it out to make myself feel better. I'm like, you know what? I'm doing something good. I'll, I'll, I'm all right. Balancing out the scales. I was, that's what, yeah, that's yeah. what, yeah. yeah. Balancing out the scales. Well, it's interesting. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, if, good. Go for it. So what's interesting, what, what I was going to say is, you know, even before you accepted Christ and, and you, you kind of truly found where your assurance and where your salvation lies, meaning that all these works of, hey, I'm a bad person and this guilt that I feel, I, I have to go give McChickens out to homeless people on East Lancaster or do a, an X amount of good in my life to feel like I've equaled the scale some way. Um, when you were there versus where you are now, can you see, like, do you still feel that way where now, you know, you're saved, like, you know, you're saved, you know, you said you still feel guilty, but is it, do, do you find yourself being able to cope with that better and being yes. able to, to find progress in that? And that's when I cry whenever, whenever uh, I hear the song, Oh, Come to the Altar. Jesus is calling. Yeah. Good one, man. Yeah, uh, like, um. There's a there's a there's a um a verse of the song. It goes, um, all your regrets and leave behind your regrets and mistakes. Yeah, leave behind. Your, yes. Come today. There's no reason to wait. Oh yep. my gosh! Yep. I start bawling my eyes out, and I'm he's talking. They're talking to me, and I just want to I just want to give Christ a hug. <laughs> I want to give him a hug. I want to pay him in like money or something. Well, <laughs> he'll, he'll take the hug. We, we <laughs> were talking about there's like Venmo God. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we were talking about that too. You know, I I, I believe one day, I think we'll, we'll all be able to embrace the Father and say thank you. And I think it's pretty clear and scriptural that we'll be praising Him and giving thanks to Him, literally forever, right? Because He's worthy of all of it. Um, but wow, I mean, what a what a great testimony. I, I knew some of that, um, but I think I think others will definitely be able to take that and and identify with it and and see the change and see, hey, you know. They might be dealing with some of these vices, but there is a better way, right? There is a better way. There is progress. There is a way through it. Um, this doesn't have to be your life. 
Um, and I think you and I are, are liking that, that aspect of the wake up call, right? We've talked about this. Like for me, the wake up call was when my first daughter was born and I had that come to Jesus moment where I was like, Oh, uh, I don't want her thinking this is what a man is supposed to look like or even, or even worse. I didn't want her growing up in her first uh, discovery or her, her first idea of what God is like to be the way I was acting. That cut me, that cut me straight to my heart. And I'm, I'm like, for, and in like 30 seconds after Addison's born, I'm holding her. I'm like, first time I'm looking into her eyes and I'm just like, my brain's just going through all this, like super fast. I'm just like, uh, like just froze. And I, I, I think you and I are similar in that, that aspect where we just had that moment where you're like, I cannot and will not keep moving this way. I, I can't do it. It will destroy me and my family. And I, I can completely relate to that. So I don't want to, I don't want to prolong this, but I've, I've never heard the, you came to the church, you started here in the gospel salvation. Like how, how did that, how did you get to there? Zach, Pastor Zach. Okay. Um, so how did that, how, how did that happen? He invited me out to Cheddar's. That's where it goes down, man. He invited me. Is that really? Scratch, no. chi- <laughs> scratch kitchen. No, I'm just kidding. I love that place. <laughs> I love for for us, it was Rizzo's. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Cheddar's, if you're listening, I'm giving you free publicity. So I need a royalty. Thanks. Um, I, I often uh, solicit uh, Chick-fil-A. So yeah, I'll let you know. Chick-fil-A, hey, spicy deluxe. Make I need it a happen. royalty for that. Thanks. We'll get it. We'll get it. <laughs> yeah. So you're Cheddar's. Yeah, I'm at Cheddar's and um, just telling him all of my ideas of what I think. And he's like, what? Like, <laughs> So this is how I think salvation works and how God works. And yeah. Jack's like, uh, okay. He goes, he goes, we need to do it in like my office, man, because there's a lot of distractions here. and A lot of noise, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we, we set up a time where me and my wife were uh, – we we went there because she wanted to, she wanted to get saved. I could tell she wanted to get truly saved, right? She still had her issues to deal with, you know, whatever her testimony is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember him asking. I remember I remember uh, Zach asking me. He goes, "Okay, so if you were in front of God right now, and he asked you why, why do you deserve to be in heaven?" I'm looking at him like. Uh, uh, I don't deserve to be in heaven at all. Like I am a bad person. He goes, okay, but what if I told you? What if I told you that if all you had to do was accept Jesus Christ in your heart, you get to go to heaven. Some, some, some. I'm not really that great yeah. at memorizing stuff, but I, but I do remember that. I'm like, okay, so that's all I have to do. He goes. Literally, that's all you have to do, because that's what grace is. Grace is like a gift, right? If great, if I give you a gift, right? Do you accept it? You can accept it, right? But but you cannot accept it. Well, God, God grant grant you that gift. All you have to do is just take it. Right, it's a free just gift. Take it. Right? It's a free gift. Yeah. That's the free gift to my salvation. Amazing. Because His blood is like a cloak of your soul. Yeah. And you get to go up into heaven. Right. Well, he presents you with that, right? He says, hey, man, like, all you have to do, right? Because at first, right, he, ex- like, he gets you to a point where you realize, and I, I think this is a vital point in the salvation process, 
that you're a sinner and you, you can't make it, right? Absolutely so you get not. there. He says, hey, but wait, there's more, right? The sales guy, wait, there's more. <laughs> it doesn't have to be the end of the story, right? Yeah. And uh, he shares the greatest news, the gospel, that there ever is, ever was, that and I'll, 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 and I'll let you pick up from there, but he able to, he was able to show you that process. Yeah. Um, and in, I mean, was it right then and there? Where it was right then and there where I felt, I felt the chills, the Holy Spirit chills, <laughs> and then I started crying. Started crying. Of basically tears of like relief. Yeah, for sure. I can imagine, right? Just years and years of just... Of just despair, so, like, of just... Not knowing, am I going to go to heaven, or, or am I going when I die, or... Uh, uh, always the constant. My soul was like... Just the unknown, right? Unknown, like, yeah. oh my gosh. Well, and then it wasn't on you anymore either, right? Like, at that point. Mm-hmm. It wasn't up to you to make sure that you got to heaven. I, I, I mean, that kind of relief, like I didn't, so I, I, I got saved at a really young age, right? I didn't never get to experience like the, the weight of sin as an adult when I got to that point. But I've heard people talk about before, like just the fact that like, you're not responsible for it anymore. Like it's not up to you, that realization that it's not up to you, that you're going to, whether or not you're going to go to heaven, the, the relief of that. Yeah. Like. It's it's free. Yeah, like the weight. Like, it's free. Yeah, the weight the weight of the <laughs> sin that you carried for all those years. You know, from when you middle school on. Probably when I knew you, probably middle school yeah. on, right? <laughs> yeah. Like all those times where you felt that guilt um, washed away, right? It says like when when God looks at you and you think He sees your sin and and you know the bad person that you know you said you were. After you accept the free gift of salvation, all he sees is his son, the perfect sacrifice, right? The weight's gone, brother. That's it. Forever. Gone. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, doesn't matter what you did. It's gone. It's, it's still like, it's hard. I get it. It's hard. It's still hard for me to comprehend, but I'm like, but, but whenever I comprehend it, I'm like, oh, thank God. God. And that's why, and we don't have to, we, we can wrap it up, but that's why songs like, Blessed assurance exist. Seasoned, long time Christians still struggle with this where they have doubts, where they have thoughts of trying to just understand the complexity of hey, like he took my sin and he no longer sees that. It's gone. Accepting the gift is super easy. What the gift is is super simplistic, but it's hard. It's hard. hard. Because we are built with a very finite un- being able to like, yeah. capacity to understand God. It's hard. I'm with you, man. It's hard to look at some of the things you did because they have action. They have consequences, right? Your actions have consequences. Yeah. Um, I'm with you, man. I think we talked about that some, right? Just trying to navigate through. Okay. Hey, now we're saved. There's still work to be done, yeah. but, the, but gu- the guilt part of it, it's hard, man. Yeah. I've been there. Cause like, but now I'm like, now I feel like I have my my uh, I have a lot of ammunition for when I see atheists and alcoholics. They're like, oh, you don't understand. Oh, okay. Oh, don't I? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. I know exactly what you're thinking. Yeah. And I start getting into their mind. Oh, but there's a, there's a but there's a secret. 
not really a secret, but there's a way. Yeah, that's well, Jesus. I'll, I'll say this, and we can wrap it up. You know, I, the whole point, and we we've, we talked about this on every other testimony that we've heard, and I think that's the whole point, right? Um, I'm not going to be able to effectively witness the same way you would to certain people. The past that you've had, the mistakes that you've made, through all of it, God is able to use that for the furtherance of his gospel now. And I have this eager sense of, I want, I wish everybody could feel this way. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, like, do, do you know about that? I don't even care if I get fired from my job. Oh, yeah, fire me. I, I don't care. I, like, I, I, I need to tell you this. Like, it's, I have to. <laughs> I yeah. have to. Yeah. I wish, I want everybody to feel this way, you know? It's uh what's all about, dude. It's a great feeling and and um and I still struggle especially like temptation's always there. I I mean, I'm not I'm only a year, a year. There's guys that have like 30, 40 years, but like comparison is the worst thing to do. Yeah, but you know what those guys 30, 40 years into salvation will tell you? They struggle every day too. It doesn't matter how old you are. It yeah. doesn't matter how long you've been saved. It's a fight. Yeah, but absolutely. Not to downplay. I mean, a year, right? You, you get your chip. At when This will be recorded the week before, and it'll come out after you receive the chip. But um, that's amazing. Maybe, yeah, maybe we'll. Absolutely. Maybe yeah. if you're okay with it, maybe we'll take a picture and maybe post it uh, yeah. on our channels here. Yeah. We'd love to share that. I mean, we definitely don't want to gloss over that. That's. I mean, congratulations, man. That's that, awesome, thank you. Man. That is amazing. Thank you. I want to celebrate it with uh, at a at our, at our uh, AA meeting place. Yeah. Oh, we that's do cool. it. We celebrate with like cake and stuff. Yeah, and, man. Because you're like a new human. <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's amazing. You're not this. I felt like I was. Selfish, it's demon, like a demon, selfish, you know. But now, now I'm I'm trying to. Oh, another thing, another thing. But I know when I know no, we gotta no, wrap it good, up. You go. I'm sorry. I, no worries. I'm sorry. Um, I am still. I always felt like a burden. Like, um, I haven't talked about this, but I had tried to commit suicide a couple of times. Huh. But I had felt like a burden because I would always say sorry. I would always do something crazy to make somebody upset with me. So the fact that I still have, that I have church, fa- I have a church family that accept me for who I am, that blows my mind. I'm not used to that. I'm not used to people accepting me for who I am. I'm, that's that's not okay in my mind. Now you're giving me the goosebumps, oh. man. That's not, that's not an okay thing for me. Well, we love like, you, man. No, I, like, I, seriously, I love you like, I'm too. not saying that just because we're like on here, like we love you. I want you to know that we love you. Like we, uh, we love each other as members here and you're yeah. an integral like contributor to this church. Like we need Sam in this church. Dude, I'll say this. and I've, I've told you this off, off camera or off mic. Don't really have a camera anyway, <laughs> but the motivation you give me personally, and I, I know other people feel this way too, but I can, I can only speak for me in my heart is enormous knowing your story knowing how committed you are from week to week i love seeing you every every week every wednesday likewise because i know that you're on fire man and if i'm being honest it's probably more on fire than i am and you motivate me to be better and it's amazing to see and that's why you're integral but we get it we Uh. get it but we love you we're happy you're here the story is amazing unbelievable it's only something that god can orchestrate and he did right. 
another thing for the veterans out there yeah. that that uh, that feel alone, right? It's the camaraderie thing. Another thing is I found jujitsu in here. And if you have a lot of anger, um, if you deal with anger, if you deal with addiction, Brazilian jiu-jitsu helps. If you're a veteran out there that just needs to go out and get some, like jujitsu helps, but Jesus is the way. Yeah, right. For sure. But but whenever I see somebody that has a cross on, that wears a cross necklace out in public, I'm like, oh, okay. Is, are you saved? Yeah, I am saved. I'm like automatically brothers with them, brothers yep. or sisters yeah. with them. Yep. I'm like, oh my gosh, like there there's a camaraderie I was looking for. Yeah. Yep. Veterans Dude, out there. A, great a worldwide family. Veterans. Perfect <laughs> correlation, right? Yeah. It's it's perfect, man. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. Absolutely. Veterans out there, if you feel alone, I'm telling you, Jesus is the way. Amen. That's where you can find your brothers and sisters, your your fellow Christ, uh, your fellow Christians, your fellow Christ believers, all your brothers and sisters. There is hope. There's yeah. put the gun down, put the put the pills away, find God. Amen. Open the Bible. Open the Bible. Go to church. Be involved. Yeah. Because you're not alone. Amen. We're not alone. Amen. Okay. And that's all I had to say. Mic uh, drop. Mic drop, dude. No, I think that's perfect. And it's a perfect segue into if you would like to have get more information, right, about what Sam's been talking about. Uh, Sam is a resource here at our church. Uh, if you have questions that you would love to ask him, we'd be more than happy to pass those on to him and have him respond to you. Um, but it's podcasts at lakeworthbaptist.org. Or you can hit us up on Instagram or Facebook. It's LWBC underscore publications. Uh, we'd love to hear from y'all. Um, even if you've just got some words of encouragement for Sam or other people here at the church, we'd love to hear about it. Um, Samuel, please. Samuel, I'm sorry. Okay. I, I didn't know, man. No, it's okay. I didn't know. We didn't know. No, I didn't know oh, that okay. you liked Samuel. Pref- <laughs> I prefer Samuel than- or Sammy. Okay. Yeah. I won't gotcha. do Sammy because that okay. feels weird. Um, but <laughs> Samuel it is. All right. Cool. Samuel it is. That's like when other people call me Thomas besides Crystal, my wife. It, uh, Tommy. Fre- it, it freaks me out a little really? bit. No. No, Tommy? Okay. No. Gotcha. There's only one person who's ever called me. I let me y'all that. call me Sam because, like, oh, okay. But if you it, like it, Samuel, let us know. Man. Uh, because if people that call me Sammy are, uh, I felt like we're like my old uh, toxic friends. Right, there's, a, there's association. Samuel is like business, but like you know, I let people out the church call me Sam because maybe that's the new me. You know, maybe that's okay. so. I'm like you know gotcha. what, I don't mind I gotcha. it. Here. I gotcha. it makes sense. I don't mind it here. Gotcha. I guess I'll be Sam here. You know well, what I mean? I'll call gotcha. you by whatever you want to be called, man. Samuel preferred. Okay, okay got Samuel, it. thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, well, man. Hey, it's I appreciate y'all having me. Pleasure. If you guys listen to this, thank you for thank you for hearing me out. And uh, Jesus is the way. Absolutely. Amen. Well, thank you everybody for listening to the testimony of uh, Samuel Rodriguez. Uh, we hope it was uh, beneficial to you. We definitely took a, a plunge in the t- thinking well today. And uh, stay tuned. Uh, we have a next episode coming up uh, next week. Thanks, everybody.